Hello everybody on the beautiful subscription. How are you all doing today? Seeing as this episode is about finding self-care when we just live such busy lives, I would encourage you to, or a suggestion would potentially be to pause the podcast right now, grab a brew, I've got my brew, and just take a moment to ask yourself how you actually feel right now. Now, I'm not going to pause for like 10, 15 minutes while you do that. You're just going to put me on pause. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bit awkward. So I will continue talking. But uh, yeah, just a suggestion because I know that it's not always easy when you listen to a podcast. It might not be that you're listening in a position where you can do this. But if you can, then can you make this a lovely little moment of self-care for you? But, you know, the self-care is listening in general because you are expanding your mindset I guess as such that's hard to say because it feels a bit like big-headed of me I don't necessarily mean that but I just think in general podcasts listening to different opinions different approaches and just in general taking this time to do something for yourself I think is really massive so that's amazing give yourself a pat on the back well that sounds patronizing doesn't it you can tell that my little inner critic is here a bit today isn't it <laughs> yeah but um, I've actually had a really quite a um, a really nice day. I started off pretty anxious, which I often do when I'm like at this part in my cycle. But then all afternoon I felt really, you know, when you're feeling that real buzzy high of energy and you're just like, everything is great. I love life. I'm so grateful for this. Everything's flowing. I love the people that I'm talking to. I'm just having a lovely day. I just feel really connected to the world but at the same time, a little bit ungrounded. So yeah, that's something I need to do before going to sleep. Um, I'm hoping this will ground me a little bit with my brew. So today I want to talk about something that I actually, this idea to talk about this topic came probably at the back end of last year. And every time I've then gone to record it, I've gone, right, I need to do this episode. I've had other ideas pop in and I like to be more present like that. And but to be fair, it's like I have no choice. If an idea comes in, it wants to come out often if it feels very present in that moment. But I also think this is a bit of a testimony to how far I've come in my own journey with um, sort of fear and lack and stuff like that. Because uh, when I first started this podcast, if an idea would come to mind and I was fleshing it out, like it sort of just came as an inspiration, I'd feel like I'd have to record it straight away or that it might be lost or that I won't be able to, um, what be the word, I guess, articulate it in the way that it felt at the time and that maybe someone else would record a similar episode or whatever. It was very much a kind of fear-based, lack-based, mm, yeah, pressure-based place. It didn't feel particularly good. So to be here, I guess five or so months later, revisiting what I wrote down in a note on my phone. Oh my God, I've got over a hundred of them. Does anyone else do this? Like they're a mixture of food shopping lists, quotes, my podcast ideas, a bunch of stuff like that, to-do lists in general. And yeah, so anyways, I found that and then I fleshed it out a little or rather brought it to how it feels right now and anything else I want to bring in. Um, and then I actually took a moment today in the cafe to write it a third time so I could actually read the notes because I always struggle with that. But yeah, let's actually talk about it. So it's really all about how can we find self-care when we just feel like we don't have enough time? How can we care for ourselves when we're so busy? We live such busy lives. 
And this is something that I can definitely talk from a place of my own perspective, because that's something that I've definitely struggled with a lot in my life. Um, Again, it's just my perspective, but perhaps some of this will support you. But it's really all about that idea, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, just take some time for yourself, take a little moment to whatever, let's let's say stereotypical things like uh, meditate or breath work or mindfulness or whatever, all amazing things. I love them all. But then you get this like resistance in you that says like, well, I don't have the time for that. I've got way too many things to do today. I can't, I can't fit any, any time for myself. I'm, you know, and I'm just too busy. How am I supposed to find time for myself? I can't, you know, I've got children relying on me, for example, maybe other dependents and just, just being too busy for yourself essentially. And so I want to talk about ways in which that might be that that's kind of that theme has occurred and ways in which we can start working through it, ways that I've all come to think are part of my own conditioning with this and ways in which I'm working through it too. So yeah, essentially it's very difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult when we live in a world that really honours busyness, that really honours doing, that really honours achieving um, and constantly, it's like a goal setting world, isn't it? And like a constantly, you're never doing enough. And the more I start thinking about this, and this is something potentially even, you know, this is something that can come to your awareness through this journey, is that you can start hearing in everyone else's, you know, stories and everyone else's words when they're like, oh, I'm too busy to fit that in, you know, or like, do you want to go and do this? Oh, I can't, I'm too busy, I'm doing this. It's, you know, we can get really stuck in the language of it, which I'll talk a little bit about later. But essentially, this is really looking at our lives and seeing how we're always filling the space that's potentially there. And I want to kind of open, hopefully broaden your mind to see that there is space for you. I, I believe that there is for everyone in, in any life that they live, there is space for themselves. Um, you know, I guess probably I say if you can listen to this podcast, then you've got some sort of space somewhere. And, you know, there are some lives in which, which are very difficult, very um, poverty stricken lives, which might not have that. So it's an honor to be here to even share this with you to have the capacity in my mind to think about recording a podcast, you know. So there is that definitely to honor that, that privilege, I guess, and that blessing. So it's about, yeah, we're always filling this space. We're not holding space, you know, we're not holding that space ourselves we're not holding that space for that peace to come in whatever that self-care may look like for you because we feel so busy and I wanted to talk I've mentioned this before but it was one it's something a little kind of um story that was from a Tara Brack podcast uh a kind of his recorded talk that she does and she says this um it's very short it's about this woman who is um she's terminally ill she's got maybe about a year to live and she's just had a young child and her motto was there's no time to rush and that's heartbreaking isn't it but when we're faced with i guess finality finality if we're faced with that and at the same time we're faced with what we really value in life and what we really prioritize Perhaps we'll always find a bit of time for the things that are important to us. So I want to mention that because that really struck me when I heard that. I thought, you know what? You're right. I get so stuck on this business. And I can say right now, 
from the place that I'm in after a change in job, a change in house, having to move back to my parents, looking at buying a place, going back to full-time work from part-time and the ending of a relationship, I realised that I was so stuck previously kind of, because I had the time, I was really stuck focusing on trying to make a business work and forcing that and forcing that off, just, you know, feeling really stuck, not getting it done. Um, and now when you're kind of left with what what's important to you and trying to work out what is important to you and big shifts happen in your life, you don't have the capacity, the energy for some other things. And I sit here and I think, well, what do I have the capacity for? And I have the capacity to record a podcast, but I'm not feeling guilty about not promoting it all the time or growing or, or having guests on the show. Sometimes that comes in a little bit, but I think what I guess I'm trying to say is that sometimes when we're faced with big things, like that story about the there's no time to rush, we kind of get drawn back to to really what matters to us and that actually screw the busyness, screw the to-do list, screw the all the things that we feel like we have to do for other people. Let's find time for ourselves. And I think if you're listening to this, then you probably already know that within you somewhere, this doesn't feel right, that... Um, it doesn't feel good to be stuck in this business and you maybe want to change that. So that's one of the main things really I would say we have to consider is how do we feel and, and do we actually want to keep feeling this way? You know, how does it feel to be busy all the time and not have time for yourself? For me, it feels stressful. It feels restrictive. It feels like I get stuck in a lack place. I get stuck worrying about things. I get stuck in like a kind of, um, uh, I guess it's a, a victim mentality, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, I, it might be, I don't have time for that. Then it'll span into, I don't have the, the money for that. I can't afford that. You know, everything becomes kind of lacking. I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. You know, I'm not worthy enough of, of that. Um, and so we can get really st stuck and restrictive and that's how it feels for me. But it also feels very ungrounded. It feels unpresent because I'm always thinking about the next thing that I need to do. I feel like I'm rushing and I'm just doing and I'm not really being, I'm not really living, you know? That's the place I got to. And so I would definitely implore you to, to explore this for yourself and how it actually feels within you. That could even be the start of the, the finding the self-care, I guess. I'll suggest some more options, a bit more structured in a second, but also to just be aware to not blame yourself throughout this all because there are some reasons as to why this may be and again being stuck in the kind of busy mindset and this what feels like a lack mindset like there isn't enough time um, in the day to get things done I think that can always bring in the inner critic and always the kind of not good enough and why can't I change this about you know my life so some of the reasons that I think um, you know can help you being stuck in busyness and you know it's stuff that I've read as well before but one of the big things is that when we're busy, like I mentioned before, we can feel really stressed and essentially we have a nervous system that's just always a bit heightened, you know, it's a bit stuck in fight or flight. And this is something that my therapist a few years ago um, brought to my attention, essentially, that like my nervous system, say a balanced nervous system was uh, set at 12 o'clock on a, you know, if you're looking at it, your normal kind of uh, clock face, I was set on like a one or a two, one or two p.m. and just... Um, a little bit stuck in fight or flight essentially 
And when we're stuck in that fight or flight, particularly around being busy, particularly around doing and never having enough time, it can be really hard to get out of it. We have to shift our nervous system. We have to relax our nervous system. So if you ever feel like all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, I finally got a moment to myself in all the busyness. And then all of a sudden another sort of to-do list item pops in or it's really hard to just be present in that moment and relax. It's because your nervous system is still heightened and it wants to keep doing. It becomes a kind of a conditioning really. We get stuck in that doing. And, you know, this is, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's very much um, a kind of cultural mindset, I guess, particularly in the Western world, this, this achieving, this always striving forward, always looking ahead, very goal setting, you know, and just to fill your day as though filling your day is how you can live a fulfilling life. But often filling it too much and trying to find the happiness, the peace, the presence in other things isn't always quite um, the way forward really, or so I found anyways. So that's kind of the second part of it is that conditioning. And then the third part to it, something that I definitely, definitely resonated with, is that busyness can actually be a bit of a coping mechanism. And what I mean by that is we keep ourselves busy so that we're not sitting with our thoughts. We're not sitting with what's going on in our minds and our thoughts and our feelings and how we actually have in general life. Like how, how are we? And I get this a lot. Sitting still is hard for me and I'm working on it more now. I found this beautiful opportunity to come up now being single again to really spend that time with myself and why I feel uncomfortable sitting in my own company. Quite often when I sit with it, it eases really quickly. It's it's very interesting, actually. But yeah, we can use it as a coping mechanism. We can keep ourselves busy to distract ourselves. It's a distraction from what's truly going on inside our minds. And maybe we're not happy with some areas in our life. So this could be why we do it. And if this is maybe the way that you think it could be for you, I would definitely encourage you at your own pace, gently to explore that, perhaps with the support of you know, just someone close to you or professionally to see what's going on there. And really, honestly, just take that at the pace that's right for you. And then the other thing with it all is that uh, where are we actually prioritizing ourselves? What's our self-worth? Are we, do we actually feel worthy of self-care? Do we feel worthy of being nourished, of being, you know, rested, of just having time to ourselves? Do we feel worthy of that? And that's a really, really big one, I think. That probably is the theme throughout a lot of this. What do we actually think of ourselves? It's another thing that can feel very uncomfortable and that could be very related to the the coping mechanism as well. And, you know, all of these things really do have elements um, of which flow between one and the other. So, so yeah, these are why reasons why we could get stuck in the busyness. So I hope that they kind of show you that actually this is why we do have to be kind to ourselves because a lot of this is just our bodies trying to keep us safe, you know, keeping us busy because we're maybe unhappy and so we don't want to sit with that. Our nervous system is dysregulated, but it's just trying to protect us. Conditioning is something that, again, we are doing because we feel like well, we're conditioned to do it. So not doing it feels stressful for our bodies. So, you know, our bodies are amazing. 
And even though they might feel like our worst enemy sometimes, they're actually, I believe, always our best friend because they're always going to guide us to to show what's going on inside. They're a beautiful part of our wisdom. So them being the reasons why, they'll flicker the paper there. Can you hear that? Whoop, whoop. Also dropped some sheets there. But I just want to say that it is possible to change all this because that is something that I'm working through. And like I said, go gently and, and slowly and, and everything. But the more we do it, we get these kind of glimmers, which is interesting. I saw a post actually by the holistic psychologist who I love, Nicole um, Lapera. Le I've all of a sudden gotten a second name. Nicole Lapera. Still haven't fully read her book, but um, that's an, she's an amazing account on Instagram. And so she shared this post like a carousel of about 10 slides that was talking about glimmers which are these glimmers when our nervous system is calm and relaxed we're in that parasympathetic state we can allow the sense of peace coming in of presence coming in and this can be like the moment we really notice the beauty of a plant outside for example we're really present in a conversation with somebody or we're sitting there and we just we feel calm you know we're just it's a glimmer, she calls them. And I just think that's so beautiful because it is a glimmer of what is, I believe, our natural state. We've just become a little bit disconnected from it. This is all about self-connection, like, you know. So what I would suggest first, really, and what really supported me in wanting to kind of break this cycle was to focus on forms of self-reflection, particularly maybe journaling or just wanting to think it out if that's something you prefer. Journaling is a really great way of um, helping our minds process because there's research been done on that kind of connection between our, our brain and our hand and the writing um, process in general. I can't remember the research. I always say this and I can never remember it, but I remember listening to it and being like, wow, yeah, and that's why I think journal really, really works for me as well. And probably for all of us for that reason. But just to say that I, I would definitely encourage this. And it's also an act, a lovely act of self-care and um, self-awareness, really. But to just take that time to, like I said at the top, to, how, to focus on how you actually feel living this kind of um, being stuck in the busyness and feeling like you don't have time for yourself. How does that feel? And why would you want to change it? What do you actually want to bring in? For me, I wanted to bring in, gosh, so many things, spontaneity. God, I was so stuck in such busyness. I couldn't allow anything spontaneous in because, you know, all my to-do list was overwhelming. All the plans I had were overwhelming. And so that was really big. I wanted to bring in being more present so I could actually be with the people I was with and actually enjoy that beautiful moment be present in general in life, you know, and to just not be stuck in the stress state, to actually relax and just allow the magic of life to come in. And I get the glimmers way more often and they, they grow and they grow and it's just beautiful. So why would you want to change it? Maybe journal this. And I think another big question to journal is what's really important to me? What are your priorities in life? How do you actually want to feel? Uh, how, like what's, um, yeah, what's, what are the big things that mean the most to you? You know, like I said, when you kind of get a bit blindsided by things, all of a sudden you realize what's actually important in life, don't you? And so rather than the blindsided, can we, can we take the time to just focus on what that might be like for us now? And so that's something you can do throughout this whole process, really. But I think one of the other big things that we have to focus on is my number two, I guess, which is 
to work on changing our thoughts. Now, what I mean by this, well, one of the best analogies for me was actually given to me by somebody who was a fell runner and I was running at the time. This is back in like 2018 and we're talking about running in the fells or the, the trails, you know, in the, in the mountains as such and focusing on downhills and just being like, how do I improve my downhill? And then this, honestly, this, this analogy works for the whole of life. It's massive. And he said that when you're on a downhill, don't be focusing where you can't put your feet, not the obstacles or anything like that, but focus on where you can put your feet. So firstly, your mind is not having to do two processes, which is where can I not put my feet and where can I put my feet? All in a split second of going fast downhill running. No, God, not that fast, but you know, like you are going quite fast and it's a lot of process for your brain there, um, processing for your brain. But to just skip that bit and go, where can I put my feet? And firstly, it was a game changer when it came to running straight away. Just having that was amazing. What it does for your mind is, is crazy. And just, uh, yeah, it felt good. But then I started to think about how you can just apply this in life in general. How often are we looking about where we can't go? Like in the path in front of us, you know, we're from the top of this life path, don't we? We're focusing on where we can't go on the obstacles and the paths we shouldn't go down and what's blocking us that we often don't notice all of the opportunities that are there. And I believe we've got so many more than we can even, you know, mentally comprehend sometimes. So it's an analogy that um, I see is really supportive. So it's really supportive in this place because it's like, okay, I feel like, you know, maybe you feel like you're busy all the time. There's no space. There's, there's no time for myself. Rather than even saying them things, just think, okay, where is the time for myself? Am I actually as busy as I say I am? Does that thing that I'm saying has to be done, does it actually need to be done? Can it wait? Beginning to challenge our thoughts and words, essentially, which has, like I said, made such a difference with A, running, and B, my life. Because you can be open to the options that are out there, all those abundant options. If we're trying to get our brain to logically work out where we can't go, where we can go, I think we're restricted. Whereas if we can open up and trust in the world, in our life, there is so much more that comes in and it comes in more from a relaxed place. When we're relaxed, we're more creative, we're more imaginative and we can see those opportunities more. So it's definitely something to bear in mind in this process as well. And then the kind of third thing, which is something you could do throughout them all. This isn't like a kind of one step, two step, three step in, in that sort of linear order. But the other thing to consider, like I said, number three, I'm going to go with is to find moments that work for you in your life, little moments where you can fit in your self-care. Now, what I'm saying here is to really focus on moments that perhaps feel quite um, liminal. This is a book that I read. It's a really good book. I'm going to have to try and find, what's it called again? Oh, let me try and remember that. I need to read it again. <laughs> it's such a good book. Um, but he talks about these liminal moments, um, which are the moments which are kind of like in between moments. So maybe you're waiting for the kettle to boil or perhaps you are brushing your teeth. Um, maybe you pop to the loo at work. Where are there moments where, well, firstly, be aware of what you're doing them. Because for me, one of my biggest difficulties is then turning to my phone. And I see it with so many people all the time. Again, it's coming back to that idea of we're trying to fill space when I think often it's about trying to just hold that space for ourselves. So can you identify those moments? I believe we all have them, however little they may be. 
can we identify moments where we can just be with ourselves? They are the moments of self-care and find them in your routine rather than focusing too much, you know, when you read. And, and I am a massive, um, a massive lover of morning routines, but if that doesn't work for you, then don't worry about it. Don't see that as a block or an obstacle to overcome. Where can you find the space for you to have your own little rituals, little mini rituals, you know? Focus on your life and where you have the space, not where someone else is telling you you have space. Perhaps it's in the shower, it's on the drive to work, maybe your baby is napping, your children are, um, you know, watching TV or whatever. And in the moments where we might go, right, let's pick up our phone or um, respond. I think there are moments, again, remember your nervous system could be heightened. So we're going, what can we achieve in this moment? Let's respond to every text message, you know, or perhaps fit in the housework because we'll never be able to fit it in when the baby wakes up. Do we need to do that? Is that necessary? Can it wait? Because ultimately, when you look after yourself, you are going to be way more present for everyone else in your life and be way more there for them. Not to make you feel guilty, I don't mean it like that, but just as a as a reminder that if you put yourselves first, you fill up your own cup first, you're better able to fill up everyone else's. It's cheesy, but it's true. So yeah, be aware of what you're doing in them liminal moments, when the kettle's boiling or whatnot, and see about how you can fit something in that works for you. And I'll give some examples at the end of this that could that could work for you. But again, find what you feel like you want to do. Oh, and actually, I forgot I wrote this as well as a big note because I've noticed this at work where people have a lunch break and I, I really don't mean this in a judgmental way, but I think we have lunch breaks and we get stuck in maybe just sitting at our desk or going on our phone for our whole lunch break. This can happen. But can we shift our physical environment and shift what we're doing and come back to ourselves? Take your lunch break outside. So whether it's by doing your car, you know, um, go for a walk, put your phone aside and just let you know. I know I get it that we have to respond to things sometimes, but before you respond, can you sit and have a, a, a mindful meal, your mindful lunch? Take some moments to yourself, you know, there's an option to potentially consider. And the fourth thing I really wanted to mention is to go back to that idea of worthiness. This can come up with such deep work here because perhaps we're busy again because we we don't really feel like we're worthy of giving ourselves time or maybe it's a coping mechanism because we're not happy with what's in, in our present, in our lives, or we're not happy with ourselves. So that's a really big thing to that can come up and to just be aware of and to consider as you move through this journey. Now, some little options. I know I said that at the top that some of these are stereotypical, but they're also really helpful. I want to give you a few different ones anyways. But one of the biggest things, and I've talked about this so much before, about how this has changed my life, and I'm going to finish my last bit of tea is a bit of a moment of suspense for you all. There's actually one of my mouthful. C'est fini. So, that's bad French. <laughs> Probably sounds nothing like French there at all. Never could get the accent, you know. Not the confidence to attempt it with the accent. I was always told that's where it comes in. Mm, anyways, yeah. One of the biggest things is checking in with yourself. Taking those moments to just ask yourself how you are, like we did at the top of this uh, episode. To, in that moment when you're asking yourself how you are, maybe it can just be a check-in with your body. How does your body feel? Are there areas of tension? How does your energy feel? You can maybe tune into the 
the beat of your heart, your pulse, you know, um, tune to your breath, the rising and falling of your, you know, your stomach and your chest. You could put your hand on your heart, um, hands on your heart or one on your heart and one on your belly or, you know, both on belly, whatever you do, you find some sort of connection to yourself. It's all really about this self-connection is self-care, I believe. So that's an option you can do. And you can do this, you know, like one way that I find really, really great is to when I go to the loo at work and just to take a moment and I imagine like I kind of take like a big breath in and I breathe out. And as I'm breathing out, I imagine my roots, like a kind of like energetic, spiritual type roots grounding me in. And I do the same again with like a big breath in and imagining my like expansion, like a light expanding through my body up through my head to the world like a kind of this idea of connecting to all that is and then I take another third breath and I imagine both those energies on the exhale meeting in the center of me and grounding me into myself and that I love it's three big breaths and it can really change how I feel so yeah focus on that breath work is really really powerful especially with a visualization if you're feeling um, particularly anxious, maybe, and I'm going to do this after this because I've just got too much energy, you know, that pent up energy, particularly if you like the heightened nervous system can make you feel more anxious and stressed. And sometimes the body just needs to fidget and move and do, but rather than the doing of the busyness of it, like a to-do thing, can you do by maybe having a dance, you know, put on your favorite song and just dance it out, shake it out. There's um, EFT tapping, just, you know, however you want to explore that, but like tapping areas of your body to release the tension, um, say affirmations with it. There are things that people, um, you know, you can see a lot of these different type of videos online, um, different practices. So they all feel really, really good. Can you go for a walk? Can you practice some mindfulness? Nature is massive and mindfulness in nature is really, really massive as well. Can you... It's as even as simple as when you've got that moment, like I talked about liminal moments, can you just sit with yourself and sit with what's there? A mindfulness technique that I love, practice that I love, I know I've mentioned it before, but it's the five, four, three, two, one, where you, you can do this as many times as you want, but you know, you could do this all in like half a minute of finding five things that you can see, just take them in and pause on them for a moment, four things that you can hear three things that you can smell or touch and two things that you can smell or touch. I think there's a particular format, but you know, go with it. And one thing you can taste. It's a really beautiful mindfulness technique to bring you back to the moment. But I do think there's a lot when it comes to connecting to your body to help you become present as well. So focusing on things like that. There's a lot of somatic work which um, can really calm your nervous system. So a lot of these things we want to be doing are calming our nervous system, really, especially if we're heightened from busyness. But like havening is a technique where you um, run your fingers very gently down the opposite arm, the outside of the opposite arm. So imagine you're kind of like giving yourself a bit of a hug, crushing your arms over your body and just slowly running your fingers down the length of the, the sort of back of your top arm, down to your elbow, back up and down again and, and doing that a few times and that can really calm us I think there's nerves there that can really um you know calm the nervous system don't know all the technical jargon to it but I do find it so so calm and relaxing can you even just bring a bit of a smile to your face can you practice some gratitude maybe you're brushing your teeth and you think of some things that you're grateful for maybe when you first wake up in the morning or you go to bed you know you're about to go to bed you're shattered you're exhausted think of some things that you're grateful for 
maybe a little mini meditation or putting on a sleep meditation because that's not really taking any of your time, is it? That's just going to be there to support you going to sleep. So they're just a couple of options, um, more than a couple, I guess. And they're all things that I love and I practice. And I will say that this journey, you'll become more connected to yourself as you go and you'll be able to trust yourself and let yourself be guided through it all and be more gentle with yourself as you go as well. And you'll find the things that work for you and the times that you can find space for yourself and just hold that for yourself. But it's a journey and it's, you know, it's ongoing. And like all of our journeys, they flow, they rise, they fall. So yeah, I hope this is proving supportive and helpful for you. I would love to know what you think. And if you wanted to drop any of the kind of um, your own findings from this and your own reflections, I would love to hear that. So yeah, enjoy everybody. Bye.